Hello, my friends. Welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the fourth day of October, and it's the second day of our journey into the Gospel of Luke. Technically, today will be more introduction. We're going to do it with yesterday and today. We always take two or three days to introduce a book before we really start reading. That way you've sort of got an idea about what's to come. I talked about authorship, date, occasion, all that stuff yesterday. Let's talk characteristics and themes of Luke that make Luke who Luke is as a writer. Luke was clearly cultured, able to write in a variety of styles. We get this, for instance, his opening paragraph is very classical in the way that it lays out. In other places in Luke, his language is very much like the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the New Testament. So although all of the Gospels are written in Greek, some of the Gospels have a sound that would be closer to Greek coming from the Hebrew understanding of Old Testament scriptures as opposed to Luke's writing, which is Greek coming through the sound of someone who has only read Greek, who maybe hasn't read Hebrew. And uh, he, he clearly has no problem writing this way. The main point that Luke seems to try to drive at is, is uh, salvation history, sort of the story both what brings us to Jesus and then what God has done in Jesus to bring salvation to the world. And he he aims at sinful people. He has a, a very strong concern for disreputable people. Probably no gospel of the four does more to really emphasize the neglected, the marginalized, specifically children, women, poor people. No gospel puts as much attention, as much of a spotlight on this segment of people, those sort of commonly regarded as having little to no significance. He has a Jesus. His picture of Jesus is full of special concern for those. Mark's Jesus doesn't talk much. He moves quickly. He heals a lot. Luke's Jesus talks a lot, but is specifically aimed at those on the margins. And the stories reflect that over and over again. I told you yesterday I love him because he's so parabolic. He loves to concentrate on the parables of Jesus. But what you'll notice as we go through those parables is how many of them do focus on those as objects in the story that would normally not be objects in a story and why that's important. Uh, Luke also has a, a, a pretty detailed number of predictions in regarding the suffering and the death of Christ. Um, he has a extensive passion narrative. So the cross and the resurrection are vital to the story of Luke. Doesn't have a a real large body of eschatology, uh, last day's things. That's He has some. He has more than Mark, honestly, but not nearly as much as Matthew. Um, there is very little. We'll get into some of it. Well, we'll get into all of it it's there, that's there, but it doesn't. he doesn't have a lot of it. Um, really prominent in the way this gospel is set up is how Luke takes us towards Jerusalem and the sacrifice of the cross. The bulk of his book, starting in about chapter 9, all the way up through chapter 19, 
is Jesus' journey towards Jerusalem. This is the book. If you want to get into the depth of sort of uh, Passion Week and Jesus turning his sights towards the cross, uh, Luke dedicates an enormous amount of time to that. And also, one other thing, and this has been very impactful in my life of late, Luke stresses the importance of prayer. And what I mean by that is not just the importance that we pray. Luke seems pressed to help his audience understand that Jesus made a practice of praying before any crucial crucial occasion in his ministry, any area that would require him to be sure. Nine of Jesus' prayers are found in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Seven of them are only in this book. Let me say that again. That's a pretty interesting number. The Gospels give us nine Jesus' prayers. Seven of them appear only in Luke. So Luke is obsessed with showing you a praying Jesus. And that, to me, makes a lot of sense considering Luke spends so much of his time aiming Jesus toward the cross. And in a world in which you know your call or are learning your call, are being sure of your call, Prayer is essential. I just got off the phone today before I recorded this podcast with a gentleman in another state who was needing direction in ministry. And through the course of listening and asking some questions and talking, um, the man came up with his own answer. He said, you know, the more I talk, the more I realize the message you just aired a couple of weeks ago called, Can You Be Sure? He said, that's exactly what I need to do. I need to go back to Gethsemane and pray the same prayer. I need to just spend time in this hour listening for what I'm supposed to do. I love that he landed on his answer, kind of talked himself into that answer. Well, Luke will do this as we're reading this gospel, sort of talk us, the reader, into understanding the importance of prayer. Um, There's a lot of joy in this letter, a lot of Because the good news that comes out of Luke shows us a joyous Jesus, shows us a joyous people. This is the only one of the Gospels that include the the Magnificat, the songs of joy that accompany the birth of the Messiah, and there's multiple spots of that. And that's because Luke concentrates pretty heavily on Jesus' arrival. Tomorrow we will begin reading that classical intro of the Gospel of Luke and begin this journey into the fullness of this third Gospel of your New Testament. I hope that you are looking forward to this, and I hope that you'll come back and be with me tomorrow. Have a great day. God bless.